Hello, thank you for joining me on episode 4 of Real Talk Entertainment. On today's episode, I'll be talking to Ras Ziggy. Now, Ras Ziggy is an entertainer who specialises in tributes to the legendary Bob Marley. And I'll be talking to him about that as well as his life. How are you doing? All right? Yeah, not too bad. Just working hard as usual. But, um, you know, life goes on. <laughs> you have to find a way, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> to get some pennies to pay the food, you know what I mean? My first question to Ziggy was, how has he coped with lockdown? It is hard for me, but I like to entertain. I like to make everybody feel happy, make their dance. But since um, this lockdown has happened and occurred, um, I, I don't know how long I'm going to be back on stage. It could be early next year. It depends how, how this uh, turns out to the end of the year. But um, but by then, if, if they still want me to uh, do gigs and that, uh, I can't see in my sort of sets um, people not allowed to dance. People look well. Every time I've done my gigs, is uh, always people like like to dance in front of me, take a microphone, have like um, a laugh, you know, all them sort of things. So uh, this pandemic um, is a bit of a pain in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I concur with that definitely. Yes, you are everywhere. Is that is that how it is? Are you extremely busy? Or before the lockdown, was you extremely busy as it as it seems like you were? Um, yes, it's it's either in England or outside England. I do travel about. Um, I had um, France. Well, I meant I'd done there a couple of months ago, but obviously of the lockdown. Um, I was meant to be in Germany. Amsterdam, um, Tunisia, uh, Cor- uh, Corfu, and uh, Gran Canaria, and as well as here. So, yeah, I, I was quite busy, but at the moment, it's, uh-uh, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so have, you, have you thought about doing any uh, live sets from your from your studio, your house, or, or somewhere um, like that? Me and my bedroom next door. Um, obviously, we're we're trying to um, get a band together. Um, we we have done some live stream on on my Facebook. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah we've done our we've done our own different ways of like uh, making the music come up again. So so hopefully we, we might try and get everything all sorted by the end of the year. And be on the road by not like, mid next year. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a, a mighty dread. <laughs> that's what the band is going to call a mighty dread. Okay, that's, yeah, I'll listen out for that one. I'll listen out for that one definitely. I asked Ziggy how he got into music. Uh, um, funny you say that. But, um, before the Bob Marley seen it into my life, I was more into like pop, like Mark Jackson, as everybody's like, or always Mark Jackson. But uh, since I was a kid, uh, my sister uh, told me she used to give me like loads of tapes of what she didn't want. And there's one particular album that I wanted uh, that I liked, which is a Bob Marley Uprising album. Uh, mm-hmm. I lost I lost that when I was um, ten years old, and. I was quite devastated because I like to keep my music to myself. I never knew I was going to be a music man when I get older. So when I was 13, um, I had some money in my pocket trying to like HMV or um, Hour Price, as as it was. 
Um, mm-hmm. like, trying to look for this uh, Mark Bison album, couldn't find it. But then I saw like quite a lot of um, tapes of Bob Marley. I thought, okay, they'll start collecting them and collecting them till I find that uprising. That is the main one of my um, life. <laughs> so um, after like collecting a few Bob Marley um, tapes and that, I was like intriguing how his words and how his um, performance and how he looked was unique. And I thought, I wonder if I could be the same way. Well, I, I was only 13. So I worked my way up and asked uh, a nice wrestler man in Cambridge, um, Neville, yeah, that's what his name is, Neville. Um, I asked him how he grew his dreadlocks. So he told me about the culture of uh, Rasta and um, reggae music and about his culture. So I, I took that on board. But when I was, I think I was about 15, I got the uprise in the album, so I made sure of that. Um, then I just thought, I just thought, okay, if if this is, if Bob Marley is that powerful, let me listen to another sort of um, reggae uh, band. So I got Blackaroo, then I just start upgrading all my music. And before I knew it, I've got like um, nearly 5,000 CDs now. But um, <clears throat> but the music, is it just comes from the heart and I, I love it. And again, it relates back to uh, slavery days to what is happening today. Um, it's about lovers. It's about everything, but I, I don't know why people don't like it, but it, it's from my heart. So I'll thought, uh, put that into my sets then see if people would like still enjoy it after like 40 odd years. And they still mm. do. Yeah, yeah. He's an iconic figure. I then went on to ask Ziggy if he'd ever been contacted by anybody representing Bob Marley. Um, I was I went to see the Siggy Marley last year, and I was meant to have gone at the backstage and talk to him, but it was so busy I had to get the next flight. Well, ASAP to I think it was going to Germany the day after, um, playing in Germany the day after, so I couldn't able to um, sit and have a chat with him. Uh, but he'd probably be jealous because I've got dread- longer dreadlocks than him. But <laughs> <laughs> I have <noticed. laughs> <laughs> I did notice. How how long has that taken you to grow? Um, I started my second dreadlocks when I was eighteen, and I never stopped. So that's like twenty three years now. Good going, good going, because they're they're pretty much down to the floor now, aren't they? Yeah, I had to trim them a bit. If not, I would just keep on tripping over them when I <laughs> when I'm performing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. How do you update your set when you're when you're playing? Do you stick with the same songs, or how are you able to update that as you go along? Um, it's been something on the road for nearly twenty three years. Um, doing the same songs do get boring after a while, but I thought if I could change my voice and do it like a wavy sort of um, a kind of it, that makes me feel proud of myself and it makes the uh, people outside going wow that's a different version or I can um, change it to another sort of um, backing track uh, like, it could be brand new but change it into like if it's like one of Bob Marley's old ones and change it into like a newer version of it okay. uh, that's, what we've been, that's what we've been doing um, with my brother next door 
So, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just, just a different sort of ways of um, how I could like, work my my voice around that song. Right, yes, yes. Um, so, have you, got any, have you done any singles or any albums that uh, are out there, or is that in your plans to do? Um, I have done three albums, but I haven't had a chance to send it out there because they, they need to um, dub it up a little bit more and make it more clearer and more um, professional and up-to-date, really. So I, I need to look at to the last three albums, uh, rearrange it, and hopefully try and uh, lift it up again. I then asked Ziggy to give us a taste of his singing style. I do, I do a little um, a cappello one. Um, this is one what I wrote a couple of years back. Said I come from Kingston Town. Yeah, I love everybody around. Too many faces with a smile on their face. Always with a smile. So I walk, yeah, talk, yeah, just like a Rasta man. And I live in the hills and I live in the valleys and this is where I belong. So I walk, yeah, so yeah, just like a Rasta man. Then I live in the hills and I live in the valleys and this is where I belong. So I went to London town to see what's going about. Too many people with a frown on their heads. Why will wear the frown? So I walk. Yeah, talk, yeah, just like a Jamaican. Said I live in the hills and I live in the valleys. This is where I belong. So uh, that was one you'd written yourself, yeah? Yeah, it's, yeah. When was your very first performance that you remember on stage? Before my 18th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd done a full set. And it's the first time, and I didn't realise it was that hard. I thought, oh, my God, if this is going to be like that is, I ain't going to do it anymore. But anyway, I I, <laughs> I got through it all right, and obviously I didn't get much response because there's only about five people in the um, pub. But after throughout the, uh, throughout the years, within, the, I don't know, I'd say about a year, I was getting gigs left, right and centre. And, yeah, that was happy days. So I was a young uh, black man doing um, my way of doing reggae music and yeah everybody just came on night booking me and rebooking me and then I got further across um, the channels uh, going to country to country and yeah so well it's, it is a wonderful business to get into yeah but I yeah I am really busy it's really good really really good to hear I then asked Ziggy what was next on the horizon for him? I've been looking at for other tracks and trying to make my shows a little bit more since we're in 2020 now. So mm-hmm. um, I've been looking back, thinking, okay, that would be a good tune. Um, I learned that uh, I could take probably about a day or two days to learn a song. And I thought, okay, that could go in my list. That's a way I like look at things. I just want to see... Uh, people that dance, okay. The old, the old generation, they they don't mind if it's old or new. The younger generation, they like to listen to new. So I think, well, every time I go to a gig, I look around and see 
okay, there's more younger people or there's more older people. These I can like look back in my list. I thought, well, okay, there's a list I'm going to play. If it changes within a half a set or a second half of a set, at least I can change it around. So you, you're very adaptable to, to to the crowd at the time, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, what about hobbies? Have you got any any time for hobbies? I do like playing snooker. I, I do all the boring um, games, you know. <laughs> what people are like? Really, you like that sort of um, sport? As you're as you're saying, you're waiting for the the pandemic to die down and things to return to normal. How can people get hold of you if they are interested in booking you? Uh, I'm still on Facebook, so Ras Ziggy, if everybody wants to add me on their Facebook. Um, on Lemon Rock, um, you can get me on email, which is Ziggy Glenn, Z-I-G-G-Y-G-L-E-N-N, at yahoo.com. Good luck with that. Um, so you haven't got any dates for next year, any performances for next year, but you're you're hoping for something to come in in the next m- month or two, yeah? Is that what you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. I then asked Ziggy what a typical day for him would look like. Um, well, I'll get up at um, 4.45 every day. I need to go yeah. to work. Mm-hmm. I know, horrible time. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> o'clock, that is. Ziggy then went on to tell me how he liked to laugh and smile and make everybody around him laugh and smile throughout the day. I'm a, I'm a morning person, afternoon person, and evening person. I never stop. <laughs> and a poor old missus, she goes, "What? Why are you like that?" I said, "Well, I can't help it. It's the way I am." And yeah, and you don't want to change for anybody. Oh no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. So, um, yeah. right, one final question, because I know you're probably yep. a busy man. But if you could. Uh, Pick one artist that you would like to collaborate who you haven't with already. Who would that person be? Lucky Dubing. He's a king of reggae over in Africa. He, he yeah. passed away uh, about 10 years ago now. But his music is the same as like Bob Marley's, really. They're both, the prophets in their words are so um, powerful. Right, okay. But, if you, but the live ones, I would say, oh, who could I say? That's too many. There's just too many good artists out there. Mm. I do like uh, Richie Spice, yeah. Alvarezzi, yeah. uh, Taras Wiley. He, he, Taras Wiley's got a beautiful voice. Hasn't it? Yes, yes. Between A to Z. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> That's good. Very good. Um, right. Well, thank you ever so much for your time. Yeah, Virgin. I will leave it there. That's a, that seems like a fitting place to end it. So, thank you ever so much for being on the podcast. Any, any time, bro. Good to see you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to the fourth instalment of Real Talk Entertainment. I've been speaking with Ralph Ziggy about his life and about his life in music. If you enjoyed that, join me again next week when I'll be joined by another guest opening up their hearts and their souls and bearing all with you. I've been Jerry Crow. This has been Real Talk Entertainment. Thank you for joining me. 
and I'll talk to you all next week.